Welcome to A Security Life, the podcast, brought to you by SPT News, Canada's number one source of industry news and information for security installers, dealers, and integrators. You've tuned in to hear compelling conversations on hot topics and industry trends with security professionals and personalities from across Canada. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Security Life, a podcast brought to you by SBNT News, the foremost media source for security and alarm dealers, integrators, resellers, and vendors in Canada. My name is Paul Grossinger, and I am the group publisher of SBNT News. Today, I am honored to speak to Paul Swan. Paul is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Annexter Canada's Security Solutions Group. Over my 20 years covering the security and alarm industry, I've come to know Paul quite well, and I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time. Paul, welcome to A Security Life. Well, thank you very much, Paul. Uh, glad, to, glad to be here and, and share some stories. No, it's great. Yeah, no, I know um, we've known each other for quite some time, and I've always uh, been curious to, uh, to learn a little bit about your experience in the industry, and, and maybe we'll start off by if you can tell our listeners about how you uh, got started in the alarm and security industry. Sure, I'd be happy to. It, it actually started, I, I actually lived and worked in London, England in my early 20s. And I started working for a manufacturer of what they call a yodel arm, which is an electronic siren. And part, one of my jobs was to set distributors up for them throughout uh, Europe, Britain, and, and actually Canada. And I ended up setting up a company way back, uh, back in the early 80s called Case Safety Systems. They ended up hiring me and, and I, I relocated back to uh, Toronto to, uh, to run that security business for them. Uh, since then, um, obviously, I've worked for uh, a number of integrators. If, if I look at my 35 plus years, uh, I hate to say that, um, I've, uh, but I've been in the business. Um, half of, about half of it has been uh, as an integrator. And of course, the last 20 years or so have been um, specifically with with the wholesale distribution. So when you started in the industry as an integrator, can you talk a little bit about what life was like as an integrator back uh, when you started? Uh, what it was like from a technology perspective or, or even just from a, a general market perspective? You know, it, as much as it's changed, it was kind of the same. I mean, you know, obviously... You know, alarm system was an alarm system back there. Closed circuit television was, was closed circuit television. I mean, it 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 hasn't changed from a from a product perspective as much as just the technology which has changed. And of course, IPs become uh, you know it's become very prevalent today in 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 the video in the video space. So um, back then, um, I would say there was probably fewer alarm companies in the business. I would most of them were. Uh, commercially based, at least the ones that I worked for were more commercially based, and um, the residential space really came into being, uh, I think, in the early 90s when the free alarms came aboard, and and it really started to to attract higher volume type alarm companies. And from a sales perspective, did you have any focus on whether it was sort of vertical market driven, or can you just talk a little bit about sort of how you approach sales uh, back in the integration side of things? You know, sales sales back then were like, it, it was so different. I mean, the again, there wasn't as there wasn't you know half as many manufacturers. There wasn't uh, as many players in the space. And I think you know the pro, from a product perspective, you made a lot more money. And we sold recurring revenue back then uh, at a much higher rate as well. Um, you know, you would add you, for the standard burglary, you might make $25 and then you'd be able to add five bucks a month if you had a smoke detector on. 
um, you know, another five bucks if there was a flood detector. So in, in a lot of cases, the recurring revenue was $40, $45 back then just for a basic, basic alarm system. So thing, things have really changed, and, and I think changed in a good way, but they just progressed. And, and I think as technology has changed and more players have gotten involved in in our space, uh, I think that's you know made it more credible and, and um, really changed how I think how companies go to market and why they go to market. And then at some point you moved back into uh, the distribution world in the industry. Can you share with our readers and listeners about sort of how you got back into distribution and what distribution was like in the early and late 90s? Sure. Um, I had a small integration company in Toronto, and I ended up selling that to uh, API, uh, actually, at the time. And at that point, um, I'd been in the uh, integration side of the business for, um, I guess, almost 20 years, and I just wanted to change. So I looked towards distribution. And, and back then, you know, the, the, the main distributor, I guess, in Canada, main security alarm dist distributor was ADI. So I joined ADI uh, in a marketing role. And it was quite interesting. I mean, again, uh, it's, it's changed, I think, quite a bit over the years. But back then, what I think what I brought to distribution and what really helped me uh, in my role and my career generally was that I did have that 20 years of of being an integrator and I knew you know what I wanted as an integrator and I really just instilled that in how I ran the business and, and why I ran the business and, and put that in place for uh, our branches and salespeople and I think that experience really helped me grow. And then from a distribution perspective a, a lot changed over the last 15 to 20 years in terms of consolidation and acquisition and you mentioned before just the sheer number of, of vendors and manufacturing in the industry. Can you just discuss distribution in the sense of what it's like now in the sense of all the vendors and manufacturers out there and how distribution helps the industry navigate through all the vendors out in the market today? What's really changed is, I mean, I, I think there's been a huge amount of, you know, Fortune 50 and Fortune 500 companies get involved in, in our business, uh, not only from a manufacturing standpoint, but really from a, you know, providing uh, you know, intrusion and, and alarm services to the public. So I, I think that's had a huge impact. Um, 20, 25 years ago, uh, there wasn't really any Fortune 500 companies involved in the security business at all. It just seemed like a unregulated, anybody could get into it. There wasn't really any credible players um, back then that really had a more of a global type manufacturer. So as they came into the business, uh, like Bosch and Tyco and, and what have you, that had a huge positive impact on how we went to market. It attracted more talent to our business as a result of these companies getting involved. So, but of course, you know, as these companies are involved in our business, it's also created, you know, other things like mass consolidation, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, huge consolidation has happened over the last few years, and, and I think it's going to continue. You know, the, the companies like Google and, and Apple and Amazon, I mean, TELUS, I mean, you know, huge, you know, service providers have thrown their hat in the ring and, and they're going to be here. And I think they're here to stay. Um, you know, service providers have been in and out of the business for 30 odd years. I, I think they're now here to stay. And, and I think it's, I think that's very positive, but I think it's going to create some challenges for some of the alarm companies now. I think they're going to start to have to think 
outside of the box and really try and diversify their business to uh, to survive in this kind of market. Yeah, and to continue that that train of thought, I, I know you're based on the West Coast, but you have colleagues and a network of industry contacts that span Canada and the U.S. But from a Canadian perspective, when you're talking to dealers and integrators and alarm companies, what do you hear from them in terms of what keeps them up at night and maybe what you and Annexer can do to help them? You know, I think the biggest challenges that I hear out there is really just keeping up with with the technology. Um, I think that's huge. And, and you know, Annexer has, has always been very prevalent in the training aspect and helping our dealers, uh, customers, diversify their business and get into other areas that uh, will help generate revenue for them. You know, as the business, as the alarm business has grown, as the manufacturers have, the, the price points have started to, to go down, obviously. And, and as a result of that, um, you know, they're not making as much money. The recurring revenue is also a challenge based on the number of players out there, number of large players. And so they need to start to think outside of the box and get involved in areas that uh, may not have been thought of 10 or 15 years ago. I think that's how, you know, they have to survive it. I think the other, you know, challenge that some of these Canadian alarm companies have is the, the do-it-yourself type systems. And again, with technology advancing so quickly, um, a lot of these do-it-yourself uh, type products that you can get in big box stores and, and online and what have you, I, the technology is good. It just doesn't carry that professional install. And, you know, I think the public, uh, the general consumer is uh, a lot smarter today as a result of the internet. And I think a lot of them are self-taught and, and, and that's okay. I mean, when you look at the millennials, um, you know, they take, they do a lot of this stuff themselves. It's second nature for them. Um, so I, I think that is going to have an impact on the dealers as they move forward too. And they, they've obviously got to, they've just got to keep their eye on it and, and try and stay ahead of it. And looking back over the years, um, you've come in contact with a lot of people. Just wanted to know if you can name someone throughout your career in the industry who was a mentor to you and, and maybe how that person helped you throughout your career. That's a good question. I mean, there's there's really been there's been so many, to be honest, but I, I think one one that comes to mind for me that really helped me in the distribution space was Ken Hall. And, and as you know, Ken Hall is, is no longer with us. Um, Ken passed a number of years ago now, but um, he had a huge influence on, uh, on my distribution career and how I approached it and why I approached it. I, I think he was, um, he was very well-rounded from an integration standpoint uh, and then into distribution uh, after his time with, uh, with a very large integrator. So, um, not many days go by where, you know, something doesn't come up where I think it can uh, as a result of uh, working with them for, for a number of years. Yeah, Ken was uh, a good friend of our publication as well and uh, did spend uh, some time with me early on to uh, explain the industry and um, I guess um, understanding the industry is to the challenge sometimes because of all the moving parts and technology moves so fast. From a future thinking perspective, where do you see the industry going in terms of technology or services? If you get your crystal ball out, what do you forecast this industry? Well, I think uh, the Internet of Things is, is going to have a huge impact on, on our entire business. Um, I think the, you know, the interactive home from a, you know, and, and interactive business for that matter, uh, again, with technology out there that you can get today and price points 
that's going to have a huge impact on 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 how we do things and why we do things and and if i can speak with you know from a distribution standpoint you know i think we have to change how we go to market somewhat and and i think we do that by you know creating services for the dealers that you know create that value add and, and help make them more efficient and whether that's you know bundling products together whether it's kidding whether it's pre-programming there's a number of different factors that we can impact you know the dealer in a positive way and, and make him more efficient uh, in the field so i think the future looks good um, but i think that you know everybody distribution dealers and what have you have to uh, be able to adapt to change and be able to adapt to change quickly. There, there's going to be large players, you know, continue to get in our business. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in the coming years as well. And and I think there's going to be other distributor-like companies that, uh, that will have an impact in our space as well. So we just, we just need to keep our eye on the ball and, and stay ahead of it and, and, you know, remain relevant to our customers, you know. Uh, the consumer as well as, as the, you know, the dealers that we serve. You've been in it for a long time. Um, I've been in it a little bit as well. Maybe if you can just talk about how the industry has impacted your personal life in terms of friendships made over the years and uh, industry colleagues you've uh, gained over the years. Can you just talk about the, the impact maybe the industry has had on your life outside of going to trade shows and being in the office? Sure. I mean, it's shaped my life. And, and it's really shaped my personal life. I, I got to say that, you know, most of the friends that, uh, that I have outside of, you know, my kids, my kids, friends, and my kids, friends, parents, and what have you, like local neighborhood friends are, you know, based on, on industry uh, relationships that, you know, I, I have some relationships that go back, you know, 35, 37 years uh, that I'm still friends with and stay in touch. And, and so there's, I have so many. It, it, it's countless. I mean, I work with I work with some. I work for I work for some. Some work for me. I mean, it's just it shaped uh, who I am and and uh, and what I do today. You know, it's a great industry, and as much as it's you know it's become a, a quite a large business, obviously uh, in in North well throughout the world. But it's it's at the end of the day, it's really quite a small industry. And um, you know, knowing people throughout North America is just. Uh, second nature just based on seeing them at trade shows and sharing a pint with them or or sharing a, a weekend away with them and their wife i mean we do that on a pretty regular basis with uh with my industry friends so uh yeah it's been been very positive i'm very lucky well paul i uh, i really thank you uh for joining us today I, I always love our conversations and i know our audience will find your industry insights uh and experiences very entertaining and educational. Um, please stay tuned for future episodes of The Security Life brought to you by SBT News. Please check out sbtnews.ca to hear archived versions of our new podcast and to stay up to date on the latest industry news. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, Security Life, the podcast brought to you by SPT News, Canada's number one source of industry news and information for security installers, dealers, and integrators. Visit sptnews.ca for more episodes.